Listening to the Seek First podcast for students with Stephanie Akiyama and Kurt Petershawn. Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to the Seek First student podcast. Uh, if you are just joining us, we've been on a uh, a conversation for a few weeks now, a couple of weeks really, that um, we, well, we started kind of talking about um, just going through difficult things and suffering and trials. And then a couple of weeks ago, uh, we started, we, we answered a question from a listener just about, um, as it pertains to going through a, maybe a difficult breakup and right. relationships, things like that. Um, so we thought as we were just kind of on that vein of talking about relationships again and dating and that kind of thing, um, that we would continue that conversation, uh, today. Now, last week, if you didn't listen, last week was Good Friday. So yes. we kind of took a break there. We talked about Good Friday, uh, last week. And, um, I believe this is our 10th episode, by the it way, is. which is really Yeah, really awesome. cool. I know. Yeah. This is 10 weeks of this Thanks already. for listening, guys. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's so <laughs> much fun to do 10. it. Um, this is number 10. So anyway, um, what we're going to talk about today is more of just a general, uh, conversation around dating as a Christian, um, you know, what that looks like, what are some boundaries, um, specifically Gracie Rutledge, Gracie asked, um, what are some good boundaries in dating, in dating relationships? So thank you so much, Gracie. Shout Thanks, out to Gracie. Gracie. Um, Gracie. thank you for asking the question. That is a really good, really, really good it question. Is. This is a conversation that I remember having my senior year of high school and into college with some of my church leaders and, and cause I had never really thought about it. Right. You know, and I remember starting to have that conversation and just hearing some Christian perspectives on some of that, that I just never really considered and, um, how beneficial that was to me. I remember it being really good. So yeah. Cause we don't, we don't get it anywhere else in the world. We don't. Nobody Not else absolutely. talks about yeah. boundaries. As a matter of fact, boundaries seem just super <laughs> squishing you down. And yeah, it's no yeah. fair. It's no fair. <laughs> right. Um, well, hopefully this conversation will be, um, it'll be good for those listening. Um, hopefully helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully very, very helpful. Like I said, I remember starting to have the conversation myself in high school and, and going, Oh, you know, there's a better way than right. just the way I do it or right. the way I've always thought or the way people told me to do it or watching TV shows, how they do it, you know, <laughs> right. Um, which, uh, yeah, not, not the most wisdom. On I don't think TV so. Yeah. Not definitely not biblical. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, okay. So here's what we're going to do. We have a little bit of a fun thing that we're going to share with you guys. Now, some of y'all who are listening, you were, you, you are part of this and you, <laughs> you gave us your consent Yeah. and, um, you guys were at the point, our, our student ministry service a couple of weeks ago and when, uh, Stephanie went around and, uh, recorded <laughs> yes. uh, some questions. So, uh, you did the, how many questions are there on here? Just a few, three, four, handful five, of maybe. Yeah. 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 Um, so you walked around, did you have a hard time? Well, I tried to spring the question on them and just go, Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. These are off and the cuff. They weren't prepared. Yeah. yeah. Weren't prepared. No, they did not want to do that. So <laughs> what I ended up doing was saying, okay, here's my list of questions. Okay. Pick the one that you're most comfortable answering. So some of these, I did hit them with a, just, just first thing that comes to your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Um, and then some of them had maybe mm, 10 seconds to think about it. So, I'm so excited. I haven't actually heard. That. <laughs> so <laughs> it is, it is just oozing with wisdom. I bet it is. I'm very pumped. All right. So let's listen to this clip. Um, These are some know, dating tips. The audio is not going to be as good as this audio. Right, is, right. Just bear with it. Uh, it. It'll be fine. So let's listen to this clip and then we'll come back and we'll, 
we'll chat a little bit. Yes. So here we go. Define dating. Uh, I don't know. Uh, dating. Dating. Two people like each other, think they love each other. Boom. Yep. Boom. That was pretty good. Does anyone else, two people like each other? What'd you say? Think they love each other. Think they love each other. All right. Anyone else have a different opinion? If you like. Oh, it's. Okay. Where can I go in the Bible to find advice? Unhealthy dating. Uh, Song of Solomon. Uh, there's. Why? What? I don't know. Why? Didn't he have like a lot of wives? <laughs> he should know. <laughs> and then, um, Psalms probably has a lot. I agree. David. He. I mean, he loved a girl so much he killed her husband. So. <laughs> Thank you, Nathan. You're yeah. All right, Gracie. Describe the perfect date. Okay, so for me, I think the perfect day is just to be one-on-one, -on -one, maybe a picnic and some worship music on the lake. Nice. Thank you. Holden, why are boundaries good? a good idea in a dating relationship? Because if, so say you have a boundary, you want to make the boundary, say you have a cliff, right? And, you, and you're going to walk over the cliff if there's no boundary. You don't want to set the boundary at the edge of the cliff so that if you go over the fence, you automatically fall off. You want to set it far away from the cliff so if you go over it, you still have time to not fall off the cliff. Nice. So what would you say is a good boundary in dating? Hmm. Good boundary. Uh, don't be, never be alone in a house together. Nice. Thank you. Or always doors open, lines, lights on. Very nice. Very nice. Okay, ladies, give me one piece of good advice for healthy dating relationships. Go. You have to have trust, be very honest with each other. You have to love Jesus more than you love each other. You have to have the same goals for each other. Make sure God's in the center of your relationship. Communicate and tell each other if you're bothering each other and like talk through it. <laughs> be loyal to each other. You have to be able to talk to each other, each other about things. Amen and amen. <laughs> Renee, give me one example of a good boundary in a healthy dating relationship. To give each other alone time and personal space. Why? So you don't feel overwhelmed and overcrowded all the time and you have time for yourself and to be alone. Thank you, Renee. Josh, describe the perfect date. Okay, so I'll say picking picking the girl up and then taking her to a nice picnic, a nice little picnic, stay there for how, however long you need, and then take her to a movie that she really likes, that she really enjoys watching. And then afterwards, take her out to dinner, a nice dinner, and just talk with her, vibe with her, and just get to know her. Yeah. Nice! Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so now you see why we are doing this podcast. <laughs> Look, we had to mute our microphones. Because Some of them were excellent. Very excellent. Tips. You yes. know what? Nathan, yeah, yeah, I don't even know how to respond. David liked a woman so much. He, I mean, he did. He did. And had, had her husband killed. Wow. That some would That's say a spin. is true love. That's a spin on that story. I've never heard. I, yes. I've never heard that. Yeah, I've never heard that. that was that. We had two different perfect dating 
uh, scenarios with picnics. With picnics. Yes. So, so there you go. Yeah. Guys and girls. There you go, guys. So if you want to know, perfect date. It involves a picnic. That's the key. Okay. And yeah. vibes. Vibes. Josh you got to vibe with someone. They, yeah. You yeah, stay you until talk you, vibe. With them, you vibe. With them. I guess that just means like you're on the same Connect. Page. Same yeah, okay. link. Yeah. There you go. Oh, yes. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. what it is. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Great answers. <laughs> thank you. No, for real. Thank you all for answering. Yes, that was good. Thank that was you. a lot of fun. Um, maybe we'll do some more things like that. I know that was super future. fun. All right, so, so yeah, I know as we were thinking about this, I, and we both we just now were we're talking right before we started the podcast that we both had kind of the same answer about yeah. like uh, what scriptures can you go to that just give us great dating advice and right. And uh, I think you asked Holden that or whoever yeah. it was, and he was like Song of Solomon or Psalms or something yes. like or whoever answered that. Nathan, um, yeah, Good what, job, you Nathan. know, and I think Psalms is a great place to go to, and Song of Solomon is one that I have on here as just a a reference about love and romance and that kind of thing. However, here's here's an issue, okay, that, you know, the Bible does not explicitly give us any particular dating advice, right? It, do, it doesn't really, because, yeah. you know. It was a dating, different culture. Right, a very yes. different culture. Dating to them was not what, well, there, there was no dating. Really. No, they were um, prearranged marriages. Right, yeah. Yes. So there's there's nothing that you're going to find in the Bible of, of like a list of things for here's here's boundaries in dating and here's right. how you do that and here's how long to date and here's when you should get married. Yeah. It just <laughs> that, that doesn't, it right. doesn't exist. Yeah, um, or which, courtship. Or court, which yeah, some right. people think is more holy, yeah, but it's it's not in the Bible either. <laughs> Bible, yeah, none of that's there. Yeah. So obviously that creates a little bit of a, a challenge for us as yeah. Christians. Um, which, by the way, is and and maybe we could get into this in a different podcast just about how to how to read your Bible, how to interpret the Bible, right? Because you know this is one of the things that you know we would say there's no prescription in there as far as like this exact command, right? What we have to do then. Um, because there's no, you know, again, there's no outline for dating. What we have to do is just kind of take the general wisdom and teaching. Right. And what we do have is instruction in the Bible and yeah. apply it to our lives. Right. And, and apply it to our dating lives yeah. the same way we should apply it to really any part of right. our lives. Right. There are definite yeah. principles right. about relationships in the Bible that yes. we right. are, yes. that in order to have a fantastical life, we abide by. Fantastical. Yes. It's good. It's yeah. good. And... We did decide, Kurt and I did decide that we, we really do need to be proactive with um, talking about this mm-hmm. um, because the world is very loud um, right. in talking about yeah. what dating should look like and how dating, you know, how we should go about it and, and all of the kind of mile markers of what dating looks like. Yeah. Um, the world is very loud about it and, and sometimes the church isn't. And yeah. so we want to just take this um, podcast and just be as super specific and helpful as we can. Um, but we will say right off the bat that dating for Christians looks different than dating for non-Christians. It just like, you have to get your mind Mm -hmm. wrapped around the fact that as a Christian, we are different. We are different. We are, we are commanded to Mm -hmm. live a different life. And if you do, you will see that the end result is so much better. Like yeah. it's so much better. And I know that sometimes you don't want to look weird or act weird or or whatever. Um, but I'm telling you, um, and ask anyone yeah. who has lived the worldly dating life and then gotten into a, a godly relationship, and they will say, Oh my gosh, I have so many regrets. Yeah. And so this podcast is to um 
to fireproof you from regrets. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we're trying to do. And I think the most glaringly obvious thing that we could talk about in regard to being different than the world is just the purity part of it. Yes. Um, Because again, no, the Bible doesn't say anything specifically about dating, but it says a lot about purity. Yeah. A lot about purity. Yes. now, we're not going to talk a ton about marriage or anything like that, but the Bible does say a lot about marriage. You know, Genesis 2.24 kind of gives us that very first foundation for it's not good for man to be alone, and God creates Eve and right. gives them Eve as, as and they become one flesh. Matthew 19.6, Jesus talks about this, that uh, man and woman are one flesh in marriage and yeah. all of that. And there's, anyway, there's a lot, lot, lot said about marriage. But outside of marriage, and in, inside of marriage and outside of marriage, there's a lot said about Purity. Um, 2 Timothy 2.22. This is one I actually wanted to read. Um, 2 Timothy 2.22. I have a lot of notes of just references to Scripture, yeah. but I want to read this one just because it's such a... Um, anyway, it's so specific and so good. He says this. This is the Apostle Paul talking to his young... Uh, sort of a uh, protege, Timothy, yes. disciple Timothy. And he Young says Padawan. this to him. Yes. He says, flee the evil desires of your youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Right. Um, so again, just that flee that the, the youthful desires yes. of, of your youth, the, the youthful passions yes. that you and have. And the translation of that is run. run. Yeah, flee. Run. Get out. <laughs> run away. Yes. Um, I think about Joseph running out yes. of Potiphar's house when his wife is trying to seduce <laughs> right. him. Get, he literally the, runs away. Right. The translation um, is run. And this is an easy one to um, know the reference. It's Second Timothy two 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 two, and even as you were talking just now about um, just being different than the world and being unique, the book of Ephesians. I always think that I mean this is one of the best books about just how Christians are we're different than the world in every way. Yeah, Um, Ephesians five one through three. He says, "Be imitators of God, right? As dearly loved children." Then he says, "Live a life of love as He loved us and gave Himself up for us." And then he says this. Um, have uh, you know that that among us there should be not even a hint of sexual immorality, right, or any kind of impurity, right, or of greed, for these are improper for God's holy people. That yeah. holy, that word holy, we're holy people. We're right. set apart. We're different, yeah, right. And he references sexual immorality in there, yeah, and just that we should be like God and not like what the world, and right. Everything else in the world, right. Um, and we live lives of love, and in living a life of love, we also live a life of purity, right. Which is interesting, isn't it? That right. We we're not just living a life of love that. It kind of inherent in that life of love and that imitation of God is purity because God is perfectly pure. That's exactly and right. And instead of instead of a list of don't, 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 mm-hmm. which is what some students think that if they come to this podcast, it's what it's going <laughs> to we're just going to say, don't do this and don't do that and don't do that. But what we will say is pursue holiness. Yeah. Pursue God. Seek first seek, I was about to his say, kingdom. You might even and his say righteousness. seek first. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, the One of the principles that I was thinking about is in Luke 10, 27, where it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Right? Mm-hmm. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And it, the goal of every part of our lives is to honor Jesus. Yeah, That's the goal of every part, whether it's in dating, whether it's in school, whether yep. it's in a, a team sport, wh- wherever. It is to honor Jesus. And so I was thinking about this and I was thinking it's kind of like if you picture a soccer field and our goal is honoring him. Right. Our goal is purity in thought and in words and in actions. And we're to keep pressing towards that goal. Mm -hmm. Will we get sidetracked sometimes? Yeah. Right. Will we get tripped up sometimes? Absolutely. Yes. But we keep running towards that goal. The problem is 
We sometimes forget which way our goal is, and we listen to the lies of the enemy. We look around at our culture, and we start heading toward the wrong goal. <laughs> and it's easier. Like, we don't we don't get a whole lot of oh, uh, yeah. defend, uh, defenders, right? Easy to score that. on that's that exactly, goal. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. But we have to uh, press forward. We um, Sometimes when we turn around, when we have that backwards thinking, we ask questions like, um, how far is too far hmm. to go with my boyfriend or girlfriend? Right. You're asking the wrong questions, yep. guys. Right. It's how can I honor God in this dating relationship? Yep. Not how far can I get to destruction without getting charred, right? It's, yeah, right. It's how can this relationship honor God? Yeah. How can I be most like him? How can yes. I bring most glory to him? Yes. Absolutely. First Corinthians 1031, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, which right. would include dating. Yes. Whatever you do. Yeah. Do all to the glory of God. I mean, right. I think if we start there with the, as far as like setting boundaries or just having having wisdom, if we're starting with the the foundation of I'm bringing glory to God here, right? Absolutely. No matter what I'm doing, I'm bringing glory to God. Right. That that solves a lot of problems. It right does. There, it answers think, a lot of questions. Let, let's be honest, guys. We know we know where we should be and where we shouldn't be for the most part. What we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing. I mean, those things are you know it's pretty clear. Right. in our minds. And we know when we're doing something kind of outside the bounds of yeah. what is right and what is good. What um, honors God. Yeah. And what honors God. And so I had a note on that too, just, you know, we, we talked about purity already, but wisdom too, just wisdom is to be desired so much in this. Um, young people listening, please hear me on this. Um, I was, I was told this sometime in college. I remember hearing a sermon on this just about praying for wisdom, asking God for wisdom. James 1, 5 says that if we will ask it, he loves to give it, and right. he will give it generously. Yeah. He loves to give us wisdom. Right. Um, and I just remember I had a mentor that was one of the wisest people I ever knew in college, and I just remember thinking, I want to be wise like that guy is wise. Yeah. And then I heard that, like, oh, okay, well, I can just <laughs> ask God for it. Um, so I just want young people, just start praying for that now, really. Yeah. I mean, and, and old people, whoever, you're, right, right, <laughs> it doesn't right. matter where you're at in life. Wisdom is something that we never should stop desiring and right. gaining. Um, Proverbs 3, 15 through 18, go read that sometime. It's just this, like wisdom is to be desired above precious jewels yes. and above everything else that we seek, that wisdom calls out to us and yeah. just God wants to give us this. So when we're seeking to make good decisions, right, yeah. about dating or anything else in life, um, what we need more than we need knowledge, just facts right. and all that, what we need more than that is is we need wisdom. We need yeah. to understand and we need to discern what is good and what is best, right? right? I think that's that's where wisdom is, right? Yeah. It's like we can know what's good, but man, knowing what's best, right? Knowing what's good in its time, um, because here's the thing too about some of that stuff, right? Because um, you said, Stephanie, you just said like you know we don't want to just give you a bunch of do's and don'ts or whatever, right. like a bunch of list of rules or whatever. And I think one of the things that people hear when they hear this kind of conversation is they start going just to this place of oh well the church just makes rules about relationships and about sex and about all the like right. the church is just against all that right. stuff. It really couldn't be further from the truth. That's exactly right. What the church is against is the abuse and the misuse of that stuff, so to speak. Yes. Right. And what we are for is the proper and right use of all of these things. Right. Because sex and marriage and all of that is so good and beautiful right. and perfect in the in, way God yes. created it and designed yes. it. Yes. So. And that that goes perfectly with the next biblical principle that I had written down was Romans twelve ten that says, Be devoted to one another in love. Mm-hmm. Honor one another above yourselves. Now listen guys, I'm going to tell you statistically the chances are you are dating someone's future wife or husband. Yep. 
someone else's future wife or husband. Um, honor and take care of them while you're getting to know one another. Yeah. <laughs> so that one day, if you remain friends after you break up, and you can do that if you date correctly, you can attend their wedding. You can look their spouse in the eye and say that you honored them. You protected them emotionally, physically, and spiritually while you were dating. Honor them. Absolutely. Because, Kurt, I have a question for you. Are you ready for yeah. this? I yeah. want an honest honest answer. Come on. Once Thea is of dating age, <laughs> if a guy came to you and Tara and said, Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Petersheim, I would like to let you know that I like your daughter. I have no intentions of marrying her or any type of commitment in mind, but would like to deeply entangle our lives emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And more than likely, when it's over, we'll both be even more broken than we were before. May I have her for the next two or three years? Yeah, I even want to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> but Obviously, this is how right. we go into dating. It is. It Absolutely. is how we yeah. just jump in and we don't understand the ramifications. We don't have a plan. We don't have a trajectory. Um, mm-hmm. And God calls us to live lives of purpose. Yeah. And so when we enter into a dating relationship, we are to honor that person by not using them yeah. for our pleasure or our convenience or our status but honoring them, getting to know them as a person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that brings me to this. I I wanted to kind of highlight some issues that I, that I just see. Okay. So this is from me being now a youth pastor for 11 years and just seeing this a lot in the teenage world. And before I was youth pastor for those 11, right before that I was in college and high school. So, I mean, for the past really 20 plus years of my life, this has been just the world of, of dating and teenagedom and all of that, um, things that I've noticed and observed and kind of where the world is today. So here's just a couple of issues that I think with all of this is kind of making it more difficult for teenagers today yeah. to date correctly in a biblical sense, right? So um, the first thing that I notice, and, and you and I have talked about this some, is just that teenagers want to act in dating relationships like they're in married relationships, Yes, right? Um, and this is not just with physical intimacy, sex, that not just that, that is part of it. Right. Um, that obviously that should be, okay, we're not going to go into all of it, but just, let's just, let's just be clear on this. The Bible reserves it for marriage. God reserves it for marriage. He just simply does. And it's good that way. Right. Um, but it's not just that even the emotional connection and the spiritual connection, right? You brought up a good point as we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, even, um, about how like teenagers today will kind of have this like spiritual intimacy that's sort of out of place. Right. It is. And you guys will be surprised to hear us say that we don't really recommend for you and your boyfriend or you and your girlfriend to have an intimate together time of prayer and Bible study. It connects you in an intimate way that Mm -hmm. is really not in its proper context. Right. Um, because if the relationship doesn't work out, then you are you are spiritually you're tied to that person, right? You yeah. you have you have uh, created an intimate bond with that person by doing that. Now, look, study the word in groups. Yes, yep. pray together with your with small groups. Absolutely. But for you and that person, just to seclude yourself and pray and yeah. read scripture together, those are both good things. But again, yeah. it's in, it's out of its context, just like we sex. It is a good thing, but out of its yeah. context, it is not good. You're putting the cart before the horse. That's exactly <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, that's an old saying, but yes. that just means you're, you're getting way ahead of yourself. Right. I had a conversation with a student a couple of years ago, and, and she was telling me, just her and her boyfriend, 
Um, she, this is another one. She was talking about, um, you know, she was learning to submit to him. <laughs> okay, now, listen, oh, that is a biblical term for yes. husbands and wives. And well, again, we're not going to go into all that, what that means in, in the context of that. But let's just say um, this is something, you know, commanded for us in Scripture that, you know, wives lo- uh, submit to your husbands right. as, as the church submits to Christ. Husbands love your wives as Christ loves the church. All of that. That's Ephesians 5. Um, anyway. This student was talking to me like she was trying to do that with her boyfriend now. And he was trying to like lead her like and I was just blown away at this conversation because I was thinking, y'all are not married. Right. Okay. Yes. Um, So let's just be super, super clear. Um, Students right now or anyone not. Let's just say if you're if you're a young person, not married, especially you're still living with your parents or whatever, like in that area of life. Um, really the people you should be submitting to are your parents. Amen. Okay. Yeah. Not <laughs> right. your boyfriend, no. girls. Uh-uh. No, no. don't do it. Yeah. No, don't do it. And he it's not his job either, boys. It's not your job either to be leading your girlfriend right. like a husband would lead a wife no. or any of, look guys, let's just get that off the table for right, right. now. Okay. Cause that, and I, I know like Stephanie said, you might be surprised to hear us say this, uh, but no, you do not need to have that kind of spiritual connection right, right. now. You just don't. Yeah. Um, again, we talk about wisdom. Like that's just it, it might not be it's not like it's evil to do that. Right. It's not, that's one of those things right. where it's like, is it a sin to like have spiritual intimacy? No. no. But it's it's probably not wise right now. That's right. And again, you're just creating this intimacy that doesn't it just it's it's not in its proper time. Right. It's not in its proper time. And you're you know, you're having conversations about the deepest parts of your hearts and and all these and, and you're just you're you're making this connection that it, it just, it's dangerous. It's more dangerous than you think it is. It is. Um, and it can be really hurtful. So that was, that was one thing. And then just, like I said, being in too much of a hurry. And I think that goes along with that. Just acting like you're married before you're actually married. Um, but even just the, the idolatry, right? I think there's right. idolatry there of sex and marriage. Yeah. Right. Um, I think for, and, and again, I'm going to speak in some generalities for a minute. Okay. So I know this isn't 100% always the case for everybody, but I think in general, we could say this, that guys will be more towards like tending to, to idolize sex. Right. And girls, women could more tend to idolize marriage. Right. Or just intimacy. intimacy right. Right. In general. And even the idea of a family and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Like, and, and that can cause us to sort of make those things the end all be all. Right. Of our lives. Yeah. 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 And that's not necessarily true. I mean, the, <laughs> You're right. the end all be all is Jesus, yes. right? We chase after him. We pursue yeah. him um, and he's got it worked out. And guys, Absolutely. if we will live our lives based on his principles, you don't have to, you don't have to constantly look over your shoulder. Yeah. You don't have to um, sweat. Oh my gosh. What if so-and-so shares whatever you don't have to, you don't live with regret. You just, yeah. You live with your head held high, just walking forward and just in confidence. And um, it's just good. Yeah. You just walk in goodness. It's yeah. just a good life Seek to not have, yeah, to not have those regrets. Yeah. We, yeah. Just, we come and, back to that a lot. And even I was thinking with some of the boundaries, um, even um, having, having boundaries in your dating relationships, even with physical boundaries, mm-hmm. uh, even when you set them. Um, and I have I have heard all kinds of um, different boundaries that people suggest. Um, but even if you set good boundaries, um, don't rush to them. You know what I mean? Like, right. Don't rush the to the end of them. The boundaries not there to yes, be climbed over. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just take relationships slowly. Yeah. Um, and just 
just enjoy getting to know one another um, as as people and honoring one another. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, just stop being in so much of a hurry. Um, right. Again, and, and just to say this, if you think about it, young people, if you're dating like you're married, what happens when you break up? Right. It's a divorce. That's exactly Divorce right. is a horrible thing. Yeah. And if you are acting at, at any time in your life like you're married to somebody, that especially when you're not actually married to that person, yeah. and then you break up, like a breakup should be something, and I tell students this all the time, a breakup should really be something that can be an amiable thing. It can be a friendly thing even of, right. okay, we're, we're not compatible, and that's fine. That's exactly right? right. God's leading us in different directions. Let's go our own ways. Right. We can still be friends, and that's a great... God bless you. God bless you. You know, right. that's, 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 exactly that's okay. right. But if man, once you create that intimacy that doesn't yet need to be there, that breakup can feel like a divorce. And it yes. feels like you, you literally, you ripped a, two souls apart yeah. from each other. I mean, what else did God mean when he said, um, that the, the husband would be united to his wife and they would become one right. flesh that was in marriage and sexual intimacy. That's when exactly that right. is happening, outside of marriage, right. um, it's still like that, those, those, that flesh has been joined together yes. Right. And then being ripped apart again. I mean, anyway, it's just it's an ugly thing and it breaks so many people. Um, and, and this is why I'm so passionate about this particular conversation. I was just even thinking and praying about this one before we had it, because um, I think this is the, the issue. One of these like it, these issues that we're talking about with just dating and sexuality and mm-hmm. relationships in general. Um, man, that I see so many young people really get broken at such a young age over. Yeah. Really hurt. Yes. Because just whether it's just ignorance or, you know, they had good intentions and just struggled through it or never were taught the proper way to do things or whatever the case may be, um, how much pain and hurt and just, again, brokenness and mm-hmm. confusion and frustration can come through these things because we weren't willing to do it God's way. Right. You know. Right. And it and it, it really can, if not done well, um, change who we are, where our identity is, what we find important, our hobbies, um, suddenly things that we were super interested in, we're not interested in anymore because it takes time away from being with this person. We, um, we, we neglect friendships, um, because of this. And so it really, it really, if not done well, can change your trajectory. Mm -hmm. And then when it does end, what are you going to (laughs) do? Right. Right. It's just, You've already changed all of these things. Yeah. And so it it really is something um, that we just want you to listen up to and just yeah. really dig in and do it the way that God uh, has prescribed, has principled. Right. <laughs> there aren't prescriptions, but there are principles. And just throwing a, a, around that word love, um, I think yes. that can be such a damaging thing and such a hurtful thing because yeah. here, here's what I've seen happen, okay, that there's a lot of manipulation Right. That goes on in these kinds of relationships um, where boys will often use that love word mm-hmm. to manipulate girls into feeling like this. there's this intimacy there because right. that's what girls crave. Girls right. crave the intimacy more than boys do naturally. Right. And so they'll use the love word that creates the intimacy and that can help the boy get the sex that he wants. Right. And then the girl can also do that. I've seen girls kind of manipulate the boys in yeah. such a way to use that love word or whatever to... Um, or really to to use the more physical side of that That's to exactly use right. sex. Yes. Really to get the intimacy. Right. Right. So boys will use the intimacy to get sex. Right. And girls will use the uh, the sex, sex to get intimacy. Right. And That's it's exactly just this right. man. It can be such an ugly warfare. Yeah. Going on, and the whole time right. they're just calling it love. 
Right. And that is not the biblical definition right. of love, where what we see in, in the Bible is, man, I'm going to lay down my life, put this person before myself. Yes. Till death do us part. Sacrifice, yeah. Right? That's marriage kind of love. That's and that's exactly the love right. that God has prescribed for Christians as well. Um, anyway, so uh, just even that, just throwing around that idea of love is just such an overused term, I think, for us nowadays. Right. Um, and we're not really taking serious what it implies for yeah. us um, and not really kind of living that life of Christian love, like you said, being yeah. Christians and being different um, in all of our relationships. So um, just real quick, I got a couple just practical boundaries and um, I know we've talked a lot about all these real real fast. I just wanted to name these because we're, we're running out of time. But let me just say a, a few of these. And Stephanie, you just throw in whatever yeah. you want to as I read these out. Um, but I would just, I, I put five things down just as like, here's some good boundaries. Number one is just knowing God. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, seek yeah. first the kingdom. That's okay? right. Seeking God first. Actually, in 1 Thessalonians 4, Paul um, kind of, you know, gets onto the Thessalonians for behaving in passionate lusts like people who don't know God. That was yeah. his, that's what he says. So. When we're acting out of just lust and impurity, we're acting like we don't know God. Yeah. Um, so anyway, knowing God, I think, is very helpful to actually live in a life of, of purity and holiness in our relationships. Number two, know yourself. So know your temptations. Know what know what you're struggling with in all of these things. <laughs> Please. Right? Um, like just in, and I think Holden put that on the on the when you asked him the questions about just being alone with one another and right. things like that. That's just. Probably not a good idea, you know, before you're married. And um, have those conversations before have, you're in yes, the situation. Like there other. are yeah. there are situations that you can put yourself in that are mm-hmm. super tempting. Yes. And just make sure that before you are in that situation mm-hmm. that you've had the conversation, hey, we're not going to be alone. We're not going to watch movies until midnight by ourselves right. in the house. Like that's just not yeah. a good idea. Yeah. And even like you said, maybe even going, hey, we're, we're not just going to sit alone for hours and read our Bibles. Right. Like, even that. Right. Again, just like, yes. let's go do that. At, you, bread and butter or something. That's or exactly Be right. in a group and go do yes. that. And go, go to church together. That's all great. Yes. And Double again, dates. You can date yeah. <laughs> without having this forced intimacy. Absolutely. Where you're acting like you're married. Um, so that's another one. Just stop acting like you're married, guys. Yeah. Um, date and don't act like you're married. Right. Um, respect your boyfriend and girlfriend. Uh, I would just say that's important. Like you said, honoring one and honoring one another. I think that's kind of covers that. And then lastly, um, just understanding the beauty and the value of marriage and sex as God designed them. Right. Um, because I think when we forget that God has a good plan for these things, um, we start to believe that we could take that into our own hands. The best analogy I've heard of this really is like it's like fire, right? right. Where take sex in particular, right? That it, that it in and of itself is sort of like a fire. Now. Fire has great use. Right. Fire is very beautiful and it's an awesome thing in the world for cooking and yes. for keeping warm Being and life giving. Whatever, yes. right? right? Like, but in its proper confines, in That's a it. fireplace, yes. a fire is great or a fire pit, right? right. It's, it's awesome. But let that same fire out of your fireplace. And what's it going to do? Destroy. Burn your house down. Yeah. Right. And it's going to set the woods on fire and it's going to destroy, I mean, right. forest fire, right? Yeah. So, I think it's a great way to look at this, that, man, it's such a good thing used in the proper way, in its proper confines, in its proper context. Yeah. And it's so damaging outside of that. And yeah. you can argue that point all you want. And I know people will. will. Right. You can argue that point all you want to. Um, but, man, I some of the, like I said a minute ago, just some of the worst brokenness I've ever seen mm. in teenagers or anyone has been from these exact issues yeah. of just not trusting God and listening to him and his wisdom. Right. That's exactly right. That yeah, stuff, that's so. good. I was thinking about um, Mike Todd does a sermon series called Relationship Goals, and I really recommend it, guys. Look it up on YouTube. It is 
so good, but he has a whole sermon um, just called um, The Marriage Container. Like sex hmm. is, the marriage is the container of sex. And yeah. it, he, ta- he talks about uh, water and how when water is uh, contained and used and, and um, uh, guided, mm-hmm. it can, it can, run power plants. It can light up a yeah. city, you know, it can do all of these fantastic things. But then we've, we've seen pictures of floods and when hurricanes come and what water, what the damage water can do, but in a container, mm-hmm. it's amazing. It's fantastic. But yeah. outside of that, it is so destructive. Um, and the stats are 47% of high schoolers are, have, have had a sexual encounter. 47%. That's the stat. That's the stat. I think that's really low. Well, that, that is, <laughs> I mean, that I don't is mean the latest I mean, stat that I heard. Yeah. Yeah. And then that was actually kind of how I was going to um, just kind of my parting shot for today was yeah. just to say this over my time in doing ministry, that 47 percent that I mean, that might be really accurate. Um, but I, I kind of want to speak to just parents for just a second. Yeah. If there's any parents listening to this um, from my time doing ministry, I would say from all the students that I've known. I, I would, I would just guess that that number is a good bit higher as far as students who have at least been in some way sexually active, right? Um, whether that is pornography or just actual sex in a relationship right. or whatever. This was not included um, pornography, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I will say honestly, most students that I've ever known have, um, have been in some way sexually active at a yeah. very young age. Um, and if I could just say something to parents about this whole dating thing and all that, just as, as a parent, um, man, be present, right? Be present with your teenagers in these conversations. And as they navigate these things, I promise you, because I've talked to students about this and I've seen them answer questions about this before. They, they actually want to talk to their parents generally, even when they say they don't, um, they do care what their parents think. Parents, they care what you think. They want to know what you think and they want to understand. Ultimately, I believe we all want to know what God wants and what's best for us. Right. Right. Um, we want to know what the truth is. And and so many students just, they just don't know. They don't know how to navigate that. And parents, that is such a great opportunity for you guys to come alongside, come alongside your teenager and not to condemn and not to berate and not to right. whatever, um, but just to be honest and to be clear and to be loving and compassionate, yes. and but also to say, hey, look, here is the truth and here's why yes. this is good. I just think that so many parents, and I say this, parents, I'm for you. I love you guys and I'm willing to have a conversation with any of y'all. Please contact me if you would like to, but I will say this. I think a lot of parents have their heads buried in the sand on, well, on these things. And there's two things that I think as well um, with parents, why why they just don't have these conversations. I think, yeah. number one, it's awkward. It is. Right? Yeah. But someone has to bear the weight mm-hmm. of the awkwardness. Yeah. And it needs to be the parent. Yeah. Like, it, it is, it is going to be awkward. Yeah. Your child is going to put their fingers in their ears and say, please don't, please don't, please don't. Um, but you need, to, you need to forge ahead yeah. because, like Kurt was saying, they do want to know and as much as you think they don't respect what you think they do it is they want to feel the love mm-hmm. of your guiding them yeah. and you're giving them wisdom but the second thing is a lot of parents um because they didn't do it right yeah they don't want to admit that because here's the question they fear <laughs> yeah well did you do that right and parents don't want to answer yeah. that but here's the thing parents 
Be honest. Yeah, that's a good teaching yes, moment. Yes, that is a great teaching Share moment. Share your say, struggles. I did not, and yeah. it devastated yeah. me. Um, and so I, I just, uh, like Kurt said, that is so important to parents to um, to just be honest and to bear the weight of the awkwardness because it will be awkward. It just will. Just go in knowing. I'm going to have this conversation. It's going to be super awkward, but yeah. it's going to be a continuing conversation. Yeah. Um, but once you open the door, um, it's going to be easier. Yeah. Yeah. Man, if only, um, man, we could see the tide kind of turn on this. I mean, the, the church has just so bought into this. How we started this conversation, so I'll just end it here with the church has so bought into the ways of the world on, right. on most of these things. Yeah. Um, and I honestly, I'm tired of having conversations with students who are just lost and broken because of failure in this area yeah. um, and because they just can't seem to get it. Girls who don't know their value in right. Christ well enough that they need to have a boy tell them who they are and boys who are just so um, overcome with what exactly what Paul was telling Timothy to flee from that stuff, but it's just so overcome with right. the the temptations that they don't know how to escape and just feel like they're slaves to it. Um, man, I, there's a better way. Yes. There's just a better way. And, it, and if it, you're a Christian, you have the spirit of God yes. in you that <laughs> yeah. empowers you to flee that empowers you to do yeah. the hard things. Absolutely. This is not, we're not left on our own. That's exactly we have right. God's spirit. We have his word. Yes. Um, and that's why Jesus tells us, seek first his kingdom, yes. his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. So all these man, things, the will be desires added that, that we, these are, these are natural desires that we have. Psalm 37, four says, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires. That doesn't mean you're going to get everything you want. Right. That means you're going to get the delight in the Lord that you want yes. and his will be done. Right. In your life. So man, seeking him first. Get him first. And everything that we do. So anyway, uh, there's a lot more we could say, but let's just <laughs> cut it here. And um, let's just say, please email us, text us. Um, yes. Let's have more conversations around this. Um, we actually haven't decided what we're going to talk about next week. So I'm not going to pretend. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we will. And I think we're going to, I think we'll, we'll take a little bit of a turn next week and talk about some, some different things. But yes. um, anyway, this has been a great conversation. Um, we'd love to hear any comments or other questions that you guys have on any of these things. Yes. So thank you all so much for listening. And as always, seek Seek first first the the kingdom of God. Thank you for listening to the Seek First podcast. We hope and pray that you have been encouraged and empowered to seek first the kingdom and righteousness of God in every area of your life. If you are a teen or young adult and have a question or topic that you would like Stephanie and Kurt to discuss on Seek First, simply email kurt at eastridge.church. Until next time, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness.